Welcome, everybody, to the Slow Count Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Blaine, and I am with my co-host... Spencer. Spencer. Spencer Lee. Spencer Lee. And this is a brand new podcast that we are going to be doing, just talking about wrestling, different things that are going on in wrestling, reviewing things that happened from the past week, such as Raw and SmackDown, and later on, episodes of Ring of Honor and Impact, and New Japan, maybe even. But for today... We are going to start off saying who our favorite current wrestler is. Spencer, who is your favorite current wrestler? Well, I want to say Matt Hardy, but he hasn't wrestled in like five months. So I'm going to have to go with my second favorite wrestler. That is Walk with Elias, the man himself. Ah, beautiful man. What, what is it about Elias that you like so much, Spencer? Oh, his promos definitely. The um, hold your applause. Um, turn off your cell phones and shut your mouth. Mm. Just, oh, it's beautiful. But now he tells other people to shut their mouths instead of which, the crowd. Which I'm fine with. I'm fine with okay. that. But I'm really hoping he starts cussing out the city eventually. <laughs> that would be very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is yours, Blaine? Uh, I would have to say probably aj styles just because of his match qualities that he puts on and with all the matches that he has with people that aren't known for the wrestling ability but also i would have to just throw in the whole elite clan at the moment i'm one of those stereotypical indie fans so yeah but just because of things like being the elite and you can just tell they have so much fun doing what they're doing so that's that would be mine i would say yeah, terrible answer, but yeah, terrible awesome. Answer, yeah. Yep. So Spencer, for the first segment of this past week in wrestling, uh, the first story here is about John Cena returning to the WWE, possibly around Royal Rumble, to build up a story for WrestleMania. What do you think about that? And what would you like to see him do? Honestly, I mean, I have no problems with John Cena. I know a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I'd be totally fine with him winning another world title. <laughs> oh, I mm. struck a nerve. Mm. Um, I would be fine with him winning another world title, breaking um, Ric Flair's record, and then or winning the Intercontinental Championship, becoming a Grand Slam champ finally. Mm. I'm totally fine with either of those. He doesn't bother me. So who do you think he'll face? Do you see someone like The Undertaker coming back, or do you think he'll take on someone on the current roster? For um, WrestleMania? Yes, for WrestleMania. um, I'm hoping it's not Undertaker, because I'm kind of sick of Undertaker matches. (laughs) I mean, they just suck now. But, um, yeah, I would like to see him fight um, a nice um, current wrestler. Maybe for a world title. Maybe for a world title. Okay. Okay. Well, on to our next story. Fox, who is going to be hosting SmackDown Live come 2019, is, it seems to be making a huge push to have Ronda Rousey on SmackDown. Um, Spencer, how do you think this is going to affect SmackDown, and do you think they'll actually go through with it? Um, It'll definitely help SmackDown a lot because she's still a um – huge name and they're trying to go for a more sporty type show anyway so i mean she's definitely has talent i mean i'm not 100 percent sold on her you know that they don't though but 
not 100% sold, but I think she'll, it'll add to SmackDown. It'll definitely make it the um, flagship show. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I have the same opinion. Actually, I my opinion's different from yours because I do really enjoy Ronda Rousey and her presence in her matches. Shocking. Um, not <laughs> why. <laughs> anyway, I don't really uh, enjoy her promos at all. No, they're uh, bad. For obvious reasons. Uh, they're just not the best. She'll get there eventually, but, you know, she's still learning. But I think if she were to go to SmackDown when it moves to Fox, that'll make a huge push because there's already so many UFC fans that watch UFC on Fox, which is the slot that SmackDown is taking, that they're going to either start watching wrestling because of Ronda if she's on there or just that audience will watch it anyway. Um, Like you said, I see SmackDown becoming the flagship show over Raw. I can see it happening. I don't know if Vince and WWE will agree with that and they'll still – might try to take people away from it so it's not as big. Um, I think that would be a mistake if they did do that, but um, I don't know. I it, It'll be really interesting to see the new style that it takes on if it does with Fox involved and wanting more of a sports-driven um, product, as reports have come out saying. So if that does happen, I mean, I'm all for it. Hmm. Uh, our next story... I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but there have been recent reports. There was an interview with CM Punk, and they were asking him about a wrestling return. And um, he did mention that there was never a deal in place for All In, you know, saying, hey, we really want you to be there is not putting a deal in place. So, um, but they did ask him about the possibility of All Elite Wrestling, if that is to be a thing, if he would Mm -hmm. be interested, and... He said he's never actually been given an offer, but it's not his main priority. But if he was given an offer, he would at least entertain it. So I guess my question is, would you like to see CM Punk back in wrestling? And if so, would you like it to be in a place like WWE or in a new place, a.k.a. All Elite Wrestling? Um, I mean, I like CM Punk, but um, if he was in WWE, I don't think he definitely wouldn't be happy. He doesn't like him. And then, I mean, I would love to see the matches that um, could happen from that with, like, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke and stuff like that. Right. But um, on the other hand, if it goes to All Elite Pro Wrestling, imagine the matches with um, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, stuff like that. That would be right. beautiful. But, I mean, and I would also be totally fine if he just took on a commentator role because mm-hmm. I, right. I actually enjoyed his – when he did commentary on Raw for that short period of time. Mm-hmm. And he's done the different things with the Ultimate Beastmaster, that show on Netflix, um, doing that. And also with the new deal that he has with an MMA promotion doing commentary, you never know. So I have a feeling he'd be a really expensive commentator, yeah. but he would he would bring eyes to the product if that's what they're wanting to do. So uh, speaking of All Elite Wrestling... Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think this is actually what's happening, or do you think it's just a rumor that's going around right now? And what do you see that doing to uh, the current wrestling product? Do you see it changing it, or do you see it maybe becoming con- a contender, or you just kind of see it as another indie promotion? Um, it would definitely be a contender. I mean, they got – I mean, what is rumored, uh, like who's going to be in it? I mean, mm-hmm. it's the top Ring of Honor. It's the top New Japan guys. I mean – they would mm-hmm. definitely be a force to be reckoned with. Right. And um, 
I'd be totally fine with it. I'm mm. I'm starting to get into independent wrestling, and mm. I'm really liking um, the Young Bucks, um, Cody, and like Kenny Omega, Marty Scroll. I l- I'm just loving Hangman. them so much. Hangman Page, forgot about Hangman Page. Uh, I don't think I did, mm. but um, <laughs> I would totally love it. I would. It would definitely be a huge competitor mm. to WWE. I mean. Nowadays, if you watch Raw or SmackDown, you could definitely you definitely see Young Bucks or Bullet Club shirts all through the place. Right. So I mean, mm-hmm. that it'll definitely huge. Like it'll definitely be a huge competitive uh, thing. Right. Uh, one other thing. This will be the last thing that we talk about in this segment. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know how much you know about it. I know we've discussed it a little bit, but from what I understand of this story, is that. Um, WWE is signing a lot of talents to, like, say, NXT UK and telling these people that they can't go and wrestle. They can wrestle independent for independent shows, but they cannot wrestle people that are under contract with, say, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Um, We've actually already seen an instance with this from Evolve with uh, the Street Profits actually having a match in Evolve. Um, and it was supposed to be against LAX and I believe one other team. Uh, maybe it was just those two, but the fact that Impact had to pull LAX out because of this new um, stipulation and contracts that WWE is doing. So um, what do you see this, I guess, doing to independent wrestling? Do you see it really changing much, or do you think it'll just kind of taint the WWE even more in some of the independent wrestling fans' minds? It would definitely tank WWE more. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't. I don't think it's going to affect um, like independent stuff too much because I mean, I mean, how many wrestlers that are under contract with WWE were actually fighting outside? I mean, I know a lot of the UK guys were, mm-hmm. and I mean, like the Street Profits and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, I don't think it will. Um, it, it definitely is going to tank WWE a lot. Mm-hmm. It's definitely gonna um, turn some heads and make people not like them as much. Right. I mean, it is, uh, in my opinion, a dumb thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I I can see why they're doing it, but also it just being someone that likes independent wrestling, likes watching all these people from different companies face each other. I know that there's not a lot of people, you know, signed to WWE. It's mainly just the UK guys, you know, um, Pete Dunne and stuff like that that they can go out to these independent shows, but they can't have some of these matches they want to. And actually, um, one tweet that I really liked was from Will Ospreay after the announcement. He said, (laughs) basically, just like, so who can I wrestle? And, you know, he just put some laughing emojis or whatever. But, I mean, it's really true. Like, when you look at some of these things, like with WWE just kind of grabbing these guys, signing them to contracts, just because they can and they have the money and not really using them to their fullest potential, basically just so no one else can have them. It's just, it's kind of irritating. Like you want these guys to go to bigger and better things, but just because they're working for the company that they wanted to when they were a kid doesn't mean that, you know, they're actually enjoying what they're doing. You know, you look at guys like Neville that weren't happy and they sat out for an entire year until they could actually wrestle again like they mm-hmm. wanted to. So it's just, I don't know, it's just, it seems weird to me. But I guess we'll just have to see what happens in the coming months and maybe even years. And 
with the possibility of something like All Elite Wrestling coming, you never know what's going to happen. So. Yeah, totally. So I guess we'll just have to see. So right now is the segment of the show where we are going to go over, just for this first week, over Raw and SmackDown and kind of give our slight review slash criticisms of it. You know, neither of us have been in the wrestling business, so I guess we can't really say Speak all the things. Speak for yourself. Whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the things that we... Uh, all the things that we could say, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about because you never experienced, which they're right. But um, I did I, um, I believe general manager mode in um, <laughs> WWE right. SmackDown versus Raw right. 2006. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. When you were like four years old. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's just we can still have our opinions, even if we don't know everything. So it's all right, man. But um, so, Spencer, what did you think of last week's episode of raw which is being deemed the worst of all time mm -hmm. what, what do you think about that what did, was there anything you enjoyed was there was it anything the only thing i can possibly think of that i enjoyed from that whole entire raw was elias His that's promo, it that's it even though he got murdered afterward but i mean some of the spots in that um that mugging that um elias got was pretty awesome yeah that's true but well, other than that cool. yeah um raw sucked <laughs> i'm just gonna say it. this sucked mm -hmm. there, there's so many things like with the ronda knife thing it's just oh, not yeah. good that whole segment was bad this stable with baron corbin bobby lashley and drew mcintyre it doesn't make any it's sense it's an odd one it's, it's an it's odd one weird and it it kind of reminds me of them trying to do something like um, an impact with had Aries, um, Moose, and Killer Cross. Right. That's what. Um, that's what the first thing I like the first get thing from you that. Of. Yeah, I but can, they just kind of failed that. at it. I can see that. Um, I don't know. There's just so many things, and then, like, I can see where they're trying to come with it from, but also it's it just kind of seems like they didn't have any other ideas, and it was just super random. Just like, hey, let's throw this at the wall and see if it sticks kind of thing. And, you know, there's just so many weird things that happened on this past week's Raw. It was, it was just hard to watch. And the whole thing with Roman and Seth, the the problem that I have with Dean, it. Dean and is, Seth. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dean and Seth. My you apologies. Talk, you they, they talk about Roman all the time. but Cancer. Yeah, yeah. And it's, they bring up his cancer. I, it doesn't matter if he's okay with it. Like, that's just distasteful. I know they've kind of gotten away from that a little bit, but the fact that this feud is becoming more about Dean versus the fans and him disliking the fans instead of him having a hatred for Seth Rollins, which is what it should be about, it it's just becoming one of those another one of those feuds that we see all the time that these two guys dislike each other, but for some reason, the fans are the reason that the guy doesn't like the other guy. I don't know if you have the same perspective that I do on it, but it just it seems kind of lazy and lame, and it's just kind of ruining this feud for me. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, it's kind of overdone. It yeah. is definitely. Um, I mean, the feud at first, like it like it started off like beautiful. I thought I thought it was going to end up something being great. His first like um, promo, I think it was the promo where maybe it wasn't the first one. I'm not sure, but it was where he was on the car, 
in the parking garage, and then he ended mm-hmm. up burning his shield vest. Yeah, I, that one was cool. I like that a lot. And then, then they got to where um, he was in a doctor's office, and they get put a shot in his butt. That was weird. That was just stupid. That was stupid. That's though. where <laughs> they ruined the whole thing right there. But, um, like we we both saw, um, it was reported that Vince McMahon wrote majority of Monday Night Raw. Right, right. That was <laughs> when I saw that. I don't know how much of that is actually true, but there's it is a, Dave Meltzer. Th- so we're not there's sure. A, there's a report from Meltzer, like you said, that <laughs> that Vince McMahon wrote the majority of last week's Raw, and the fact that it's being called. The worst. One of, if not the worst Raw of all time, and Vince McMahon is writing most of this by himself, then that just, it just speaks volumes <laughs> that, you know, maybe it's time to move on. And I, there's, you have to respect Vince McMahon for what he's built, but gosh, there's just been so much crap mm-hmm. built in with it. For all the good that there is, there's twice as much bad. And I know it's not always all his fault, but most of the time it is because he's the last say. Um, it's, it's just a mess. <laughs> it's a big mess right now. Yeah, I so. personally blame Leo Rush for all the Leo crap. Rush. Yeah, it's it's Leo Rush's fault. Yep, it's all <laughs> his fault. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to move on to SmackDown, um, which is actually, oddly enough, being called one of, if not the best, of 2018. That's so. funny that it's <laughs> called that, and... I think me and you both said that we couldn't really remember too much that came out of the SmackDown. Right. The The main thing that I took away from it was um, the Becky and Charlotte thing, which was yeah. good. They're, they're always good together, no matter how many matches they have, how many promos mm-hmm. they have against each other. Um, but with Asuka in the mix, I think it's going to make it crazy good. And Asuka is someone that's been super poorly booked since coming up to the main roster. It's just been a joke after WrestleMania. Um, but I, that'll be a really fun match to see, and I believe it's a TLC match, correct? Yes, it okay. is. So that's good. Um, first ever women's TLC right, match. First May ever. we add? History making. Um, also, we had the thing where we saw Rusev's butt with uh, Shinsuke. Um, he, like, pulled down his pants a little bit, attacked him before the match. That didn't even really happen. I didn't I didn't even see that. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't yeah, it, now. It went by that fast. Um, also, the Usos beat the bar, so maybe there'll be a triple threat match there it as is. well. Um, it, is. it is. I saw, I read that it was announced that it is a triple threat tag match um, at TLC, Bar, New Day, and Usos. Hopefully a ladder match or some sort of stipulation goes Definitely into ladder that. would be, be great. That'd be nice. Usos and then New Day, they would be good. I right. Think. And then, um, let's see here. Oh, uh, Randy Orton attacked Rey Mysterio again. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. that. I think it could be interesting. It's a good mix of styles, so we'll see yeah. what happens. You know, Randy's being a Randy, taking his mask and everything. So that I'm could be loving heel Randy right now. Right. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. And then, As a heel, he's great. Yeah. And then we had what, in my opinion, the stupidest thing that could ever happen. A Jeff Hardy twenty year celebration. Oh. Why wasn't Matt? Uh, that's my that's my problem with it. Why wasn't Matt Hardy celebrated? That's I don't know, man. Don't the know. dude his spine and pelvis is fusing together, and the man <laughs> doesn't get the man doesn't even get a thing. Nope. Nothing. Not a thing. He str- he's get stripped of his Raw tag team titles. Mm. Quite mm. upset. That's Quite it. Upset. Um, 
But what did come out of that is a Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy feud. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- at the time, it was just like, oh, wow, they're they're really going for this. You know, Joe calling out his drug, drug habits and all that stuff. And which was great which, to me. Which was it, was, it was good at the time. But as I was thinking about it more and I was kind of looking online, isn't it the exact same thing they did with CM Punk, you know, 10 years ago? Exactly. Or 2009, something like that. So nine years ago. It's it's like the exact same thing. It's just mm-hmm. a different guy. Um, Jeff you know, needs reminded. Yeah. You know the matches would be good. So, I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I believe they had... They had, quite a, a, they had quite a few matches back in TNA Impact. And then they had a match a like a month or two ago. Did they? On um, SmackDown? It was the qualifying for the World Cup. Right. Okay, yeah, that's Jeff right. And Jeff won. Okay. I can I can see this feud being good, but if they're just going to focus on the drug thing, I mean, it's already they've already done it. So I know that it's hard to come up with more and more ideas with guys that have been there off and on for the last 20 years, but – Come on, man. Like, it's just rehashing. And the match will be good, but if it doesn't end with Samoa Joe winning and actually moving on to something bigger for once, you know, he had that little title feud, but it lasted for four months and he lost every single one of them. So mm-hmm. I just feel so bad for Samoa Joe because <laughs> he's so talented and so good. And it's just, I feel like he's being wasted. So I don't know. That's just my two cents on it all right well we want to thank you so much for listening to the slow count podcast our very first episode yeah give yourselves a round of applause you deserve that yep but um for the future, we are going to be discussing some more things. We are going to be adding some new segments, so be looking forward to that. We are going to, even though we have no wrestling experience, try to book Monday Night Raw and possibly even SmackDown and later things. And later ECW. On. ECW, right. Yeah, because that's still happening. Um, it, it could. <laughs> it, it could. They'll probably try to revive it like they do with all the part-timers and everything wow. else. So it'll come back eventually. And we'll also be doing reviews and retrospectives of the past week of Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor and New Japan, stuff like that. So if you find that interesting and you enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure to tune in next week when we do the exact same thing but with different content. Until then, thank you for listening. This has been The Slow Count.